Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Fourteenth of December, Thursday afternoon. Good afternoon, and welcome to Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us, alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of lots and lots and lots of cool stuff going on. Check out their events page. Uh, you can see about the promotions they've got going on, and of course, uh, visit them in person. Website's pearlriverresort.com. Ceasefire text line is always open to you. The number is 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Glad to be with you this afternoon. Ceasefire text line, Dwayne, right out of the gate. Borky, I just wanted to be the first to say congrats. If the Egg Bowl will be really played on Saturday, hashtag Paul Gallo. Doesn't sound like that's going to be the case, but did they say that on the Paul Gallo show today? Well, in fairness to Paul, that's what the schedule says at the moment. So it is. I mean, what it else? Is. What else are you going to think when they release the schedule you, you and have that as li- the day? What are you going to do? You got to you got to listen to us. All right, we're trying to help. Oh, he's in bed. Yeah. But then somebody, somebody, tell him then. Leave him a note. Hey, the guy said. <laughs> We're to help. Uh, no uh, favors done pre-Egg Bowl, by the way. Goodness. I mean, I know Florida's going to stink out loud, but Ole Miss is in the swamp a few days before the Egg Bowl, and Mississippi State is playing a surging Missouri program. I mean, look at Missouri's schedule, by the way. They're off to 10 wins again. Uh, they return a bunch of dudes. They're portaling extremely well. Part of me feels like Missouri is here to stay. I mean, we, we've talked about with Ole Miss yesterday being structured and organized and embracing the era. Missouri's doing the same thing. They've got a ton of money, it, it seems. They are in on the biggest players in the portal. They're tampering like mad to get certain players. They're all in, man. I, I think that they might be, at least for now, here to stay. I I think that's accurate. I mean, Eli Drinkwitz is proven to be a, a good coach. They've got a returning quarterback. They've got a returning receiver that is likely to be preseason All-American. At, at minimum, he's going to be a preseason 
all-SEC player a year from now in, in Luther Burden. I got to figure out a way how to replace, uh, figure out a way to replace Schrader, who was so good. He, he's not back, is he? Schrader was a no. Was they a got uh, the Georgia State running back, who's a stud, I believe, right? Georgia State. Um, anyway, they, they got a like the best running back in the portal right now. Okay. Um, went went there already, so his replacement is already in the boat. Yeah, and I mean the the scheme they use to run the football. It requires a back with really good vision and good burst. And if you've got those two things, then you can pick up yards in kind of that zone scheme that they run on the ground. And, yeah, you know, very similar to Ole Miss. They're going to have a a third-year starter back at quarterback. I mean, you you remember when we were talking about Brady Cook in the offseason and the question was whether or not he was going to win the starting job? He played well. And uh, they were mm-hmm. they were really good on the offensive line this year. Yeah, I, I think it's sustainable. Now, it, is it sustainable in perpetuity? I, I don't know. Is anything right now? I mean, I don't think Georgia's going anywhere. I don't think Alabama's going anywhere. But outside of that, is there anything that you just absolutely definitively believe in right now in college football? Arkansas will be bad next year. <laughs> I, I, I believe, believe that. that. <laughs> I believe in that. Uh, the Boise State transfer, which, by the way, Arkansas brought in a quarterback, and KJ has yet to hit the portal. But anyway, he, he looks electric and, and like a, a good, fun player. So, you know, that there's that. Sure. Hey, Who's he throwing to? Who's handing the ball? Himself. Who's he handing the ball to? Yeah. Didn't KJ do that once this year? The ball was batted at the line, and he caught the pass, and... Ran forward with it. I it's think possible. I remember seeing it happened. somewhere. Um, Didn't Dart do it? Way. I'm pretty sure he did. Maybe so. Yeah, that's always that's one of the most electric plays. Maybe when, even when against Arkansas. Catches his own. I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could be uh, could be the case. So um, yeah, we got the schedule reveal last night in its entirety, and there is a lot there. I think this would be kind of a cool place to start. Do you remember how this year we talked about week one and week two kind of being meh? Some years week one in the SEC is really good, and some years it's kind of meh. Last year it was kind of meh. A little bit different story coming up next year. These are the first two weeks of the season in the SEC. Remember, it starts August 31st. So this is week one. Alabama gets Western Kentucky in Tuscaloosa. Arkansas playing Pine Bluff in Little Rock. Auburn playing Alabama A&M in Auburn. I promise it's going to get better. I promise. Just stick with me. It does. Florida and Miami in Gainesville. Georgia. coaches kind of have to win that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Feels like there's probably more pressure on Billy Napier right now than Crystal Ball. Miami's so, just yeah. getting so much invested in Christmas yes. right now. Yeah. Um, Georgia Clemson in Atlanta. It's going, uh, pretty going good. to be nuts. Good. P- pretty good Pretty good Chick-fil-A kickoff game there. It's a shame that's not a home and home, my... though. Is that Monday? No, I would think that one would be on Saturday. Okay. I, I would think. Because a lot well, of I know what the Sunday two. game is, but I don't know what the Monday game is yet. What is the Sunday game? LSU USC. Okay, you're coming oh, up on oh, it. Oh, that's right. There we go. There we go. 
Southern Miss at Kentucky, week they, one. They last time the Golden Eagles went to Lexington, they got the win. They flip flopped too, so they're supposed to play Ohio State this year, and Ohio State and Kentucky like switched spots essentially. Okay. So All yeah. Right. LSU Southern Cal in Las Vegas on September first, <laughs> buddy. So we talked about this this morning, and I'll just tell everybody. At the end of the Egg Bowl, I was, you know, even me, I was like, that was a rough college football season to get through, and I, I was like, I, I was glad it was over at the Egg Bowl. I, I was happy state season ended and college football. You know, I could just watch it, but it, it was over. And so after, you know, after that, I was just like, oh, God, thank God. And then I saw this schedule yesterday and all these games, and I'm right back in. I'm right back in, ready for college football to start up. It could start tomorrow, as far as I'm concerned. Everything in my brain tells me LSU there. And yet I think about how LSU has performed in these season-opening kickoff games, and it hasn't been very it hasn't been great. Both teams breaking in new quarterbacks as well. They will be. They absolutely yeah. will be. It's a shame they can't uh, play that yeah. in the sphere. Oh, man. You know, the, imagine the sphere with the eye of the tiger. Oh, man. I, I mean, are you kidding me? How incredible would that be? If you, if you guys should, are out LSU there. LSU should rent that out. And, yeah. and don't know what we're talking about. Just Google the Vegas sphere. It was built in part by James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, the disgraced owner of the Knicks. It is an unbelievable venue. It's hard to fathom when you see the videos inside. You too, for some reason, was the the first band to have a residency inside of the Sphere. But the outside, hey, it's, it's coming to an end. I had a buddy that uh, went to a U two show there either this week or last week. Oh, I, and I bet it was magical. I and I use that word seriously. Or Saturday. The, the images of this this venue are unbelievable. The whole thing, it's a, a sphere, as you can imagine. The whole thing is is LED, and they can project realistic whatever they want on the entire the whole thing. The Big 12 is having their media days there. Yeah. It's cool. The SEC we blew it. To. We should be having our media days at the we sphere. We should be there. And we're going to let Baylor, like Dave Aranda, is going to take the stage at the Sphere? How? I mean, how boring is that? It's not, it's not right. It's not uh, right. We'll, we'll be in that Dallas said, with the home run derby and the, the eye of the game happening while we're there. Oh, The eye of the tiger on the Sphere, just looking out on the Las Vegas Strip, would be an Man. unbelievable image. It would. I mean, if you're LSU, do you... They got, uh, LSU, you if you're listening, make it happen. They make it happen. Come on. The Raising Cane's got to pay for it. Michael Borky's Furman Paladins in Oxford to open the season against Ole Miss. In all seriousness, I mean, it's not going to be competitive. Of course not. Like, it's a good FCS team. They got up to number two at one point. But, I mean, let's let's be real here. That is going to be very cool for me to see, though. I'm, I'm truly, genuinely excited to see the team that I grew up watching every Saturday, the reason why I love football, take the field in Vault Hemingway. That's going to be a really cool, like almost emotional experience for me to see Furman on that field. That's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Eastern Kentucky is in Starkville to take on Mississippi State. Murray State is at Missouri. These are all week one games. Temple is at Oklahoma. Old Dominion at South Carolina. UT Chattanooga in Knoxville to take on Tennessee. 
Colorado State is in Austin to take on Texas. Notre Dame in College Station against Texas A&M. And Virginia Tech Vandy in Nashville. That's just week one. We'll look at week two Even that's good. Come on, Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Sports Talk Mississippi. I really hope you don't get tired of talking about the schedule today because there are a lot of directions we can go with this and some games that I want us to play as well. I do want us to look at week two in its entirety because it's a really good start to the year. So we made it through week one, and then I want us to do a couple of things. You remember every SEC team will have one of their games streamed on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, yeah. And I want us to guess which non-conference game for each team will be on ESPN+, Plus, which streaming game. Generally speaking, it's going to be the worst game on your schedule. Generally speaking, not always, but generally. Um, and then I also want us to play Programmer. And see if we can guess where these games will be played, like time-wise and network-wise, first week of the season. So okay, we already know one 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 game. But it's for week uh, like five or six, though. Right. Well, we know. Week, a few. I'm sorry, it's week, yeah, week five. Yeah, we know a few. All right, week two, South Florida makes the return trip to Tuscaloosa. I'm just going out on a limb here and saying this year's not going to be as close as like next year's not going to be as close as this year's game was. It's a safe bet. Arkansas at Oklahoma State. Fun. Very fun. No doubt. Arkansas is going to have four losses by October 5th. Okay, hold on. Do I agree with that statement? Mm -hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with that statement. By the night of October 5th. By the time October 5th is By October 6th. Yeah, they'll, they'll have four losses. Yes, when, when you put your head on the I'm pillow on the night of October 5th, you think Arkansas will have four losses. Mm-hmm. Pine Bluff in week one at Oklahoma State, UAB at home. Loss. That's not no. a guaranteed win. It's not a guaranteed win, but come on. I'm looking more like should win. on the should plains win. in Arlington but then, and against Tennessee. Yeah, that's that's an issue. That's Yeah. So, so And that's kind of – we get to play one of my favorite games – then that's the bye week on October 12th. <laughs> Already. Does Sam Pittman coach against LSU on October the 19th? Well, you know who they have, that offensive coordinator. They've got him right there. He's right there waiting. Bobby The circle P. is now complete. Cal is at Auburn on September 7th. Okay. Cal got the quarterback from North Texas, I believe, right? He committed to Cal recently, so they're going to have a... That's correct. Chandler Rogers? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, a little more explosive athlete there, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Did they still have a Garbers that was playing quarterback at Cal this past season? Uh, Not that I'm aware. Didn't he transfer to UCLA, I think? (laughs) I I, I don't know. It's hard to keep up. I, I, I think there was more than one of them. There's like five. Okay. Um, Sanford at Florida. Tennessee Tech at Georgia. South Carolina, Kentucky. 
in Lexington? It's too early for that, but uh, Shane kind of needs that one. I think that'll be an important game for both of those teams. Nichols State and LSU in Baton Rouge. Middle Tennessee in (laughs) Oxford. Derek Mason. Derek Mason. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mississippi State in Tempe to take on Arizona State. Very interesting game. Very interesting. Hey, Dad, do you try to figure out a way to go to that one? You should. No, I'm, I'm going to make a road trip a little a few weeks later. Okay. You, Phoenix, that that whole area is really really cool. It's huge. But I'm sure it's cool. That's a cool wait. Place it's not to cool, go. literally though. Are no. you going to go to Austin? I'm going to go to Austin. Good for you. You need to make like a yeah. five day trip out of that though, and go to the company is, mothership is, and and do all that. That's kind of my plan. I'm going to go out there a few days early. We'll we'll set up a. Uh, I'll take I'll take some gear with me so I can be on the show. But. Let's see here. Uh, Buffalo is in Missouri. Oklahoma playing Houston with uh, first eh. head coach Willie Fritz in Norman. Could be could be frisky. Uh, Tennessee and NC State in Charlotte. I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. Good game. Grayson McCall. A casual nine-win season, yeah. by the way, for Dave Doran just rattles off the most boring, solid records in college football. Texas at Michigan. <sighs> that is – well, first off, we know what time that is. That is big nude. Yep. Yes. No question about it. That will be old Fox at noon on week two. There is a scenario where that could re could be a rematch of the national championship game, right? There yep. is a scenario where that is a rematch, correct? I know that goes against Haydad's prediction, but uh, yeah, you you could have that. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it is a scenario, though. I, I'm yeah. not going to tell you that it isn't. It would mean Michigan beating Alabama in the Rose Bowl and Texas beating mm-hmm. Washington in the Sugar Bowl. Correct. It's possible. It's it's very much possible. Texas A&M and McNeese State in College Station, Vanderbilt, and Alcorn State in Nashville. We're kind of up against Corn. a break there. The, the A&M-Notre Dame game in week one is it's fantastic. Yeah. So, so let's do this. This is the first year of the SEC on ABC, the, the new yeah. television agreement. There is no yeah. more CBS 230. Or 3.30 if you're on the godforsaken Eastern time zone. The worst time zone. But for our purposes, purposes, 2.30 on CBS is gone, and it is replaced Mm -hmm. with 2.30 on ABC. But Disney now owns the rights to all SEC football games. So every SEC football game will be on either... ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN Plus. The family the, of networks. Or, or the Ocho. The entire family of networks with ABC added to the mix. So okay. here's what's going to be different. What you have known for the last 20-plus years is that once we get to the time where CBS is airing it, they had, you know, usually didn't do it for the first couple of weeks because of tennis. But once... 
The way, you, the way you said tennis, the disdain. He's <laughs> like, all right, let's uh, let's see Federer <laughs> instead of Manziel. Great call. Anyway, the two thirty time slot is not necessarily the best game of the week anymore because ESPN slash ABC has the ability to say we get the rights to all the games. So. Yeah, we're gonna just slide that one on up to prime time. So, let's play programmer and, here from for for week one. Okay. Just a guess. I, I this is no inside information. Yeah. Your elite games that weekend are Florida, Miami, Georgia, Clemson, and Texas A and M Notre Texas Dame. A&M. I, I understand LSU Southern Cal, but that's on on Sunday. We're just talking about Saturday. It's on Sunday. Yeah. My guess. And it's just a guess, is that you put Georgia Clemson at two thirty in the afternoon on ABC. That you put Texas A and M Notre Dame at six thirty on ABC, and you have Florida Miami on ESPN at. Six or seven coming or out of, eight or coming five out of game or, day. Yeah, whatever. Oh no, not eleven a.m. Not coming out of game day. I, I think they're playing that one under the lights. Although it would be a smart programming decision to put it at eleven. Because yeah, that way you have all all day. You've got a good game on. It's like hundred and twenty-eight degrees though in Gainesville, That's true. Florida, and Miami. Um. You going Vandy, Virginia Tech on the SEC Network Saturday night game? Could very well be. That's that's the best option, isn't it? I'm going to say Alabama, Western Kentucky is an early kick on the SEC Network. Arkansas and Pine Bluff, I'm going to say, is ESPN Plus. Streaming. Streaming, yeah. Auburn and Alabama A&M streaming. Streaming. Kentucky Southern Miss. Is that like 3 o'clock in the afternoon on on SEC Network? Could be, yeah. Or ESPN 2. That could be like an ESPN 2 6 o'clock game. Yeah. Uh, LSU Southern Cal will be Sunday night on ABC, I assume. Or will Fox have the rights to that? I don't know. Southern Cal, Big Ten, I, I don't know. I, I do not know where that game will be televised. Uh, Ole Miss Furman. Probably. It's already announced for ESPN. 6.30 okay. on ESPN. Ole Miss Furman probably streaming unless ESPN says, hey, we've just got too many games that are streaming that week. We need you to... Do the Middle Tennessee game streaming? I, I don't they didn't know. do it for week week twelve this year. They let everybody stream. Well, there were a bunch week one and week two also. So, yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. We'll take a timeout. We're back with you after this. Come on. Are we gonna do this? Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk, Mississippi. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glows. 
And all of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer game But then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa he came to say Rudolph with your nose so bright Won't you guide my Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. I was just scrolling through Twitter during that. This is has nothing to do with anything that we've been talking about. Uh, College Baseball Hub is doing their uniform tournament. You know, they just put together a big bracket and they match uniforms. In the uh, the round of 32, guys, you've got uh, Ole Miss's uniforms against Mizzou baseball uniforms. Which Ole Miss uniform? Does it does it matter? It has all four of them <laughs> versus all four of Mizzou's. Uh, so you got pinstripes, red top, all powder blue, and then navy top versus black, gray, gold, and white. It's not not, not much of a matchup there. Anyway, no. I, I, I just stumbled across that it's, as it's, I was scrolling it's, through. Twitter. It's a fan voting poll. I'm sure it is. I I don't know. That's why I'm asking if it is. You can just go go ahead and tell you what the final matchup is going to be. Ole Miss and State. Yeah, here you go. And the bots will be purchased yet again. I think we've uh, we've seen that before. Arkansas sometimes gets into the mix uh, as well. They sneak in every now and then. Kind of hit or miss on the Arkansas uniforms. Some of them are really, really good, and then some of them are like, eh, let's uh, take the take the red out from under the armpits, and you got something there, buddy. Sports Talk Mississippi, thanks for uh, jumping on with us this afternoon. You can be part of the conversation in the uh, C Spire, on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Are the streaming games only on ESPN Plus, or will they also be available on the SEC Network Plus? Uh, SEC Network Plus also. If I said ESPN Plus early, I apologize. I kind of, I kind of think of those two as the same thing. I know they're not exactly. But, yes, they will be available on both the SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus. So the people outside of the SEC Network footprint that don't have access to the SEC Network Plus still have access to those games through ESPN Plus if they have that subscription. Way of the world now, man. I mean, the NFL is having massive success with the Amazon deal. Millions more people than they thought would watch Mm -hmm. it are watching it. That's that is the very near future. What um? Well, let's see. We were looking at the uh, the entire schedule, right? The non-conference we were, game. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we were we were programming yeah. for that opening Saturday. Yeah. I, I was just continuing to look at that during the break. I could very much see Temple at Oklahoma on ESPN coming out of game day. Oklahoma, big fan base, the first pretty good SEC draw on game. TV, first game in the SEC. Boom, we're going straight there. And then you slide Florida if, if and Miami doing, into a nighttime slot. If you're going that way, isn't Colorado State at Texas a little bit better game? Maybe. Maybe. And Texas is, I mean, a little bit better, bigger brand. So, Sure. Maybe you, maybe you send it straight to Texas. Oh, and Anyway. An idea. Maybe Oklahoma Temple is on the SEC network just to, for week one to put Oklahoma on the SEC network. Could be. Could be mm-hmm. that you do that at, at 11 a.m. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. Lot of oh, I think we're going somewhere. Yeah. I was just kind of going through. All right, so 
which Alabama game is going to be streaming on ESPN Plus, SEC Network Plus? Probably Mercer on November 16th. Because they're going to put Alabama on TV in week one, period. Yep. And then the South Florida game certainly will be on TV. The Wisconsin game obviously will be on TV. Are you going to have an SEC team for big mood on Fox in consecutive weeks? weeks? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be, right? They know how to get viewership numbers, buddy. They they did well. <laughs> now what's Colorado doing in week two, week three? Losing. <laughs> um, Woo! Salty. Let's go. So you'll go Texas, Michigan on Fox in week two, and then Alabama, Wisconsin on Fox in week three. Yes. And then I guess it's it's not this year, but next year. You know, if it it's too bad LSU's not traveling to UCLA. They could have had three straight weeks. Buddy, Colorado in 2024, the, the hype machine's not going to be rolling this time, pal. So they start, start with an with. FCS game. North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, dude, that's not, hey, brother, that's not a guarantee. Court, quarterback Dion better be ready. They got to replace their two best receivers. They Colorado better strap it on against the Jackrabbits. Week two, they're in late. Well, no, this is the Bison, North Dakota State, not South Dakota State. Oh, okay. But the like eight of the last ten national champion, North Wait, Dakota are State. Are you sure? I got it right in front of me. For some reason, I was thinking, looking at South Dakota State, that they were on Colorado's schedule. Maybe not. Okay. Week two, they're in Lincoln to play Nebraska with Dominic Riola, the nation's number one quarterback, going to be there. Week three, they get a break. They are uh, playing Colorado State on the road. You know, a team that they blew out last year. Wait a minute. Oh, that's right. They had to get lucky to win that one. Then you remember the vitriol leading into that game? Then they're great. I want to see it again. They're in Tucson sunglasses. Yeah, they're in Tucson. Ah, they're in trouble. Yeah, that was the sunglasses game. New video came out where Shador is telling his dad. Don't put your hands on him as they're walking up to shake hands post game. So, um, yeah, they're they're in Tucson and then they welcome Utah. That's their first five games before they get a break with Baylor a week later. There's no hype machine rolling, buddy. None. Welcome to the Big Twelve. Welcome to the uh, to the Big Twelve. Huh. <sighs> Which Texas game goes to SEC Network Plus? Colorado State, not in week one. No. Michigan, obviously not. UTSA, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's ULM in week four. I'm gonna say September twenty yeah, first, week four. That's gonna be Texas's streaming game. Yeah, but close to the UTSA end of the season, they've got a walk through against Arkansas. Maybe they'll slap that one on streaming. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna do that with a conference game, but I hear you. <laughs> nah, uh, nah. Oklahoma's non conference games are Temple. Houston, Tulane, and then they play Maine on November 2nd. That's their NCC Network Plus game. Yep. Watch out for Maine, though. Tricky. Tricky opponents sometimes. They'll get you. They're not paying attention. Who's going to be for Mississippi State? Eastern Kentucky, Arizona State, Toledo, UMass. I I would normally say Eastern Kentucky, but would that be in Levy's first game? That probably gets on TV, so I'll say UMass. Maybe so. Okay. Would you be surprised if they slapped that game on Thursday, the Eastern Kentucky game? No, I would not be. That's a good point. 
They like to do that. Would if not be surprised. If there's anything at all that they can put on the SEC network that is uh, attractive, that they'll do it. Has a little interest, yeah. New coach, move it to Thursday, SEC network, boom. I would like to come out in favor of that particular uh, idea so that I can have the whole Saturday to watch college football. For Ole Miss, Furman, Middle Tennessee, Wake Forest, Georgia Southern. It's probably the Furman game, right? It's probably week one. It's probably the week one again. Should yeah, be. For, for the I mean, it's either Furman and, or Middle Tennessee. And Kiffin will figure out the hottest hour of the day. That's what I want it. That game's kicking off at Four noon, o'clock, buddy. Let's go. Say, like, look, we got a we got a game in in Winston Salem at three o'clock next week. We got to get those body clocks right. We got to get that the temperature gauge just right. Nine a.m. kick. Let's make it happen. Oh man, I, I I am. It is not my job to instruct other people what to do in their jobs. If, if I'm Keith Carter, it's just if I'm him. I'm not saying he should. I'm just saying if I am him. And like we really need to play that game at one. Um, we did that last year. Thanks for having an opinion again this year. I'll let you know if I care what your opinion is. It will be a night game in our stadium. Yes. And if you don't like it, come down with COVID and and sign somebody else to be your acting head coach. Or stop cashing You're the so checks. so angry. Got one ten games for you. Just let, no, let, no, him, no. let him do what I, he wants. I'm not angry. I, I, I am not angry at all. I'm just matter of fact. Okay. I never tell you no, but I'm telling you no now. No, we're playing a night game in either week one or week two. Sorry. Deal with it. But that's me if I'm Keith Carter. I'm not saying that that's what Keith Carter himself will uh, will do. Is he going to get another raise this offseason? There, there was no Auburn. That didn't happen, but well, the, the contract the contract is is has a raise in it. Does it have an auto rollover? It's got. A, I, I, well, I don't know if it has an auto roll. I don't know if it has that, but I, I think it goes from like nine to nine point two five this year or something like that. I, I could be wrong. I've never met Jimmy Sexton, so I don't know this for sure. But I have a feeling after going to an Access Bowl, Jimmy Sexton is not going to see a couple hundred thousand dollars as an adequate pay increase. For the season that they just had, uh, just so just to guess. Okay, well, you just opened a can of worms that I guess you know, we don't have a whole ton of time here. But is there a number that Ole Miss would say we can't do that? Oh, you may have sure. to you'll have to answer sure when we come back. Sure, there's a number, but I don't but, think there yet. Especially okay. if they beat Penn State and win eleven games for the first time in the history of the program. We'll be back. They're rolling. You're hearing sports talk, Mississippi. What? What? This is so awesome on Super Talk, Mississippi. Guys, got some breaking news. Yang Yang, a 26-year-old male giant panda at Zoo Atlanta, 
which is currently home to the only giant pandas in the United States, predicted the winner of the 2023 Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl between number 10 Ole Miss and number 11 Penn State. He has accurately predicted the winner of the game in three consecutive years. Bad news for Ole Miss fans. He picked Penn State. Oh, Oh, come on, Yang Yang. I tried to get an exclusive interview with Yang Yang, the panda, and they said, no, he is a literal bear. He will rip your face off. <laughs> Stupid panda jerk. I mean, hey, wait, they said that this is the, the, the only pandas in America? Yeah, there's been a rumor about Pablo Sandoval. Pandas in the zoos. Okay, I'm going to have to Google this. Because I've seen pandas at a zoo that's not in Atlanta. Yeah, it used to be in Memphis. So in the last two months? Yeah. They got rid of the pandas in Memphis? No, I wouldn't by choice. But there was a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. What a tragedy. Yeah. They're adorable. Yes. Except They're for Yang Yang, too. apparently. Yang I mean, Yang's Yang, a jerk. What a moron. <laughs> Idiot panda bear. Yeah, you guys are not helping nut. American Chinese relations by by crapping all over their national animals. Oh, San well, you know, took neither, care of that already. neither is China by it's taking true. all their pandas back. They're also going to take uh, General Sal's chicken. Not going to be able to cook it anymore. Which is a bigger deal? I love General South's chicken, so I mean, you know, I, I, I don't ever, I, I have no use for a panda in my weekly life. Is it General Sal or General So? I say Sal. I mean, there's a T in there that's not getting pronounced either way. So who cares? Where do you get where do you get the A though? I mean, it's T S O, isn't it? It's it's a long O. Sow. Like S O W, a female pig is a sow. There's an O in there. Mm. Pretty sure. Can we get Yang Yang on the show? Can we make that happen, uh, Borky? I can certainly try. We'll have Gary. We need to reach out. Maybe we should ask him if uh, he could bring Yang Yang along. (laughs) <laughs> or, or, or is it Yang Yang? No, yeah, it could be Yang Yang. No, uh, it's got to be Yang Yang. Got to be. <laughs> we did have people uh, tell us that pandas and giant pandas are not the same thing. D- does Yang Yang know that uh, Chop opted out? Is he aware of Manny Diaz not being on the sidelines? We need to know the depths I don't, of I don't his think knowledge. Yeah. I think he just picked the lion because he's like, I've seen those before. I don't know what that 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 old Miss thing is. Ceasefire, he can't read. Popping right now. All pandas in the United States are owned by China, even the natural born citizen pandas. Feels like a bad deal. There, there were two in Memphis, but not anymore. Uh, huh? Somebody, I saw them once when I my kids were kids. Panda is different. Um, yeah, it's giant. I think that's pretty evident, right? Like, you got pandas and you got giant pandas. What's the difference? One's bigger. Wait. Size. Uh, so I'm going to drop an animal fact that may or may not be true. Uh, so fact check me. If animal I'm wrong. fact. I think that because and, uh, pandas eat bamboo, and bamboo is so lacking yeah. in nutritional value, they have to eat so much of it that it tires them out. That's why they are so lazy, because what they eat doesn't fuel their body really so they have to eat all how, day long to get enough yeah. nutrients to sleep the rest of the time that's how i was with triscuits oh i could eat a whole box of dill i love triscuits, triscuits man. man 
I, I have news for you. You mean, oh, more's more news? Is it Yang Yang related? Even though they are both called pandas, they belong to different family groups. Giant pandas belong to the Urusdae, or bear family, whereas uh, red pandas belong uh, to the Aluruidae well, family. Well, no, 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 hold on. Red pandas and pandas are different. Red pandas are yeah. like cute raccoons. It's a good way to describe them. They look like cute little yeah. raccoons, yeah. The Iluridae yeah. family Panda is Express? taxonomically unique because it, because it is monotopic. <laughs> There's only one animal consisting of the entire species. Well, there you go. What about Panda Express? You can get General So's chicken there. Or Sal, however you want to say it. Uh, somebody did point out just a second ago that pandas clearly are smart considering that they have their own restaurant chain. Exactly. There you go. Knowing what we know now about Yang Yang, he's just laundering money through that because he doesn't. He's just a bad guy. Mike in Oxford. Do you think Yang Yang might be like putting money on the game and like he's he's filtering the bets through? Absolutely. Chinese mafia. How deep does this go? Is this what you guys do when I'm not here? Yes. 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 Mike says that the Atlanta Pandas are going home. 2024. The only difference is we would have done it in one of the long segments if you weren't here. <laughs> we would have given it the full 10 minutes. Take an hour. Yeah. Then an hour on Yang Yang. General So, mm. you moron. We'll be right back. Talk to me about food. He will bring on this Christmas day. Check this out. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. You better watch out. You better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice. He's going to find out who's Just after 4 nice. o'clock with you on this Thursday afternoon. It's been a fast week or a slow week? Flying by. Flying by, yeah. It's the last day for me, so. I kind of agree, although my kids disagree. I think they've had benchmark testing at school. Uh, like for the last three days, Obi's been like, oh, good, tomorrow's Friday. I'm like. Dude, it's Tuesday. What are you talking about? <laughs> we lay down to read last night. Little Frank and Joe finished up uh, the uh, the mystery of Skull Mountain or secret of Skull Mountain, whatever it was. And um, he's like, "Man, I'm so glad tomorrow's Friday." <laughs> I was like, "I got bad news for you, bud." He's like, "Oh, tomorrow's just Thursday." He's like, "This week's going on forever." Anyway, different perspective, I suppose. Thanks uh, thanks for being with us in the Pearl River Resort studio. If you want to be a part of the conversation, you can join us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. C Spire, customer inspired. Um, hey, Dan. Yeah. I you an apology. Mm. Um, I said something to you uh, as we were going to the break that was inappropriate. I said you were a moron for your... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard that or not for your pronunciation of uh, the, the the chicken that so many people love. Oh, I heard. I heard, I heard your hurtful words, yes. I, w- I would like for you to listen to this. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of this 
deep-fried chicken dish served in North American Chinese restaurants. General Cao, General Cao. So my apologies, I was wrong. So yeah, that's that's Chinese fried chicken is what that is. It's delicious with some spice on it. So it's got it's got the sauce on it. Yeah, yeah, yes. General Sal. Sal. There we go. Good to know. General we, Sal. Uh, we learned something today. Good to know. Brilliant military commander, even better chef. He was the art of war guy, right? No. He no. was not the art no. of war guy. <laughs> that's, that was Sun that's, Tzu. that's right. That's right. My apologies. <laughs> You're going to stop. <laughs> when you find yourself in the a art of war by stop. General Sal. That's the no. You're thinking of, of the art of walk. That's right. Sun Shu. Sun Zhu. Zhu. Yeah. Zhu. Nostradamus predicted all this stuff. Don't worry about it. If um, hey, yeah, you guys do a read or something. Tell people they can be part of the show. <laughs> you know, Borky. We ever look better than when we're all wearing our genteel apparel. I'm wearing one of my great new polos today. You've got the really cool polo over there. Love this. Uh, Richard's wearing one of his polos. Clean, cool, comfortable shirts, even for the big guys like myself. Go to genteelapparel.com if you want to find out a little bit more about the great products they offer and check out their collegiate collection and a lot more schools than just Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Southern fans, LSU, Alabama, they've got shirts for you guys there too as well. Makes a great gift this holiday season. Genteel Apparel, genteelapparel.com. We'll be giving away a Genteel Apparel shirt uh, later in the show, I imagine, correct? Will we? Uh, do we still have something to give away? Yeah, we, yeah. I, mean, I just assume we're doing it now. Yeah. Do a couple more. Hey, don't forget that uh, tomorrow, <laughs> December 15th, is the last day for you to order embroidered apparel from Genteel and still get it before Christmas. You can still enter your email address for 10% off your entire order. Free shipping on orders over $150. Next week, you will have free expedited shipping that will still arrive to you if you order it by the 19th. Um by Christmas on orders that's free on orders over $250, genteelapparel.com. Forky, what else do you like about the uh, the schedules? What, what are we missing on that conversation? Well, the, the two bye weeks is something that I do really, I really enjoy it. I think that it, it can serve two purposes. We talked about it before. An extra week. I mean, we get 14 weeks instead of 13 weeks of regular season college football. I think that's a win. Now, because of the two bye weeks, some of the weekends are a little bit more watered down. But, I mean, call me crazy, sometimes there's too much football. And, like, it's almost hard to keep up with some Saturdays because there's so much. Maybe we could use a uh, just a one or two fewer games on a given weekend to have an extra week. I don't know. I think the math works out better that way. But also for, for player health, as we've talked about before, both Ole Miss and Mississippi State would have really benefited with an extra week off to get a couple of guys healthier. Ask Jackson Dart if he wanted another week off this season. I bet I know his answer. He should have taken off a uh, week of Thanksgiving. Would have been no problems. That eh, probably wouldn't have made a difference. But the, I, I like the stretches. I, don't be that way. The, the, the stretches conversation that we're, we were, uh, we're going to have at some point today, the, the most difficult stretches on each schedule, that is something that fascinates me. And Like, this isn't a stretch per se, but the three games that I want to know what Ole Miss's record are, 
at LSU, Oklahoma at home, Georgia at home. I think those are their, and it's not really a debate, those should be their most difficult games on the schedule this year. Do they get one of them? Well, if that's the case, then they, there's no margin for error in the other ones if they want to make the playoff, right? If they win one of those three, you got to win the rest of them. Do you get two? Uh, th- th- those games are, I would love to know what their record is, and then I can tell you what kind of season they have. If they lose all three, they're not making the playoff. If they win two, that's a playoff team, buddy. Yes. And they get two of them at home. But, I mean, what you just said is an 11-1 and SEC team is a playoff team. Right. But but they could. there's margin for that error is, elsewhere. That is but, some dynamite insight. <laughs> but that would mean there's margin for error elsewhere. That That's what makes this conversation that we're going to have all offseason so much more interesting is because it's real. We can really have the here's what you have to do to make the playoff conversation, and it doesn't require perfection, which is almost impossible in this, the situation that these programs are in. You know what stands out to me? This, this may be like the biggest flashing red light on the schedule that was announced yesterday. You remember how bad the next to last weekend of the regular season was this year? We complained all week. And yeah. went, ah, this is trash. And Borky said it was a travesty. Yep. Here, here is your November 23rd schedule. Alabama at Oklahoma. Louisiana Tech at Arkansas. Texas A&M at Auburn, Ole Miss at Florida, UMass at Georgia, Kentucky at Texas, Vanderbilt at LSU, Missouri at Mississippi State, Wofford at South Carolina, UTEP at Tennessee. Uh, I think it gets all of them. So you got four or five of the you know non-conference layups. But, the, I mean, Alabama-Oklahoma the week before the Iron Bowl? Auburn-Texas A&M the week before the Iron Bowl? Ole Miss-Florida-Mississippi State-Missouri the week before the Egg Bowl? Huge games. Or beautiful. Could be. K- Kentucky-Texas the week before they play Louisville? And before Texas plays Texas A&M. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah. That that finally. Also, Louisiana Tech, Arkansas again, not not a gimme, not a gimme. Poor Arkansas. Yeah, Louisiana Tech was bad, and they lost their quarterback. Not so. So was Arkansas. I'm aware. Hey, credit to Auburn by the way for picking the other worst New Mexico to play next year. Good for them. They, they were straight up like never again with New Mexico State. New Mexico, that's who we're playing. We'll play the Lobos all day. The, those Aggies yeah. can stay in Las Cruces. Bring us the Lobos. Yeah. We get one Aggies a year. That's all oh, we're taking. There, There is another thing uh, on this schedule, this big master schedule that yeah. jumps out. Missouri is playing UMass in Amherst. <laughs> what? That's the why? weirdest road game of the season. Why you is think Missouri... it's Alabama at Wisconsin? It's not. Because they got Boston College coming to... Okay, very dumb question, forgive me. Why do teams what? choose whoa, whoa. to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does Boston College... But, what does Boston College have to do with Amherst? But, but this, this is what's happening, is, is when you play... Like, everybody's playing a road game out of conference. Everybody does... That, that's an annual thing. Why? Why is that the case, though? 
since Boston College is coming to Missouri this year, they are playing a road game just somewhere else. They they just had to play a road game somewhere else. Why do people do that? State had eight home games this year. Just play eight home games, yeah. But but why does everybody choose to just do the seven? That is standard practice. Or better yet, Alabama was at USF last year. Just tell Boston College we'll start in Boston College. We'll start at Chestnut Hill with this contract. Instead of, and that way you don't have to play at UMass. I'm, I mean, Ole Miss was at, I know Tulane's not UMass, but Ole Miss has South yeah, Alabama in Mobile on the future schedule, a disgusting game. Why do that? Because they have a Power 5 home game that year. But why not just play eight? Why do you have to go on the road? Is it an so, expense thing? Well, no, it's not everybody. Oklahoma is playing eight home games. Well, that's not right. They're playing seven because their game with Texas is in Dallas. They play a neutral site game, yeah. Um, and I bet in 25 they're going to Houston. Maybe. Yeah. South Carolina, it appears, has eight home games. They've got Old Dominion at home, Wofford at home. No, they're at Clemson. We'll be back. Sports Talk Mississippi. From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. So there are only two SEC teams that have eight home games this year. Auburn's got eight. Alabama A&M, Cal, New Mexico, Arkansas, Oklahoma. How about five in a row at home to start the year? There will be some fatigue for all... What a weird schedule. Uh, uh, okay, hold on. Let me finish one thought before I start the next. So, five straight at home to start the year. Vandy at home. ULM at home. Texas A&M at home. So, the schedule breakdown for Auburn. August 31st and then four in September. All at home. In October, they play in Athens, Columbia, Missouri, and Lexington, and have an open date. So they will play no games at home in the month of October. And then they have another open date in November, so two at home and two on the road. That's a weird start to the year. It just almost guarantees that New Mexico game will have like 65,000 at it. I mean, yeah, you got to pick one. you got to pick one to not come to, and... You want to go to the two conference games, you certainly want to be there for Oklahoma. You'd be there for the season opener. Cal is at least somewhat interesting. New Mexico, you're like, eh. Missouri makes no sense. No sense at all. They're at UMass, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. 25, they're at Miami of Ohio, the Oxford, Ohio version. By the way, a buddy of mine in college uh, ordered a pizza from a pizza place in Oxford, Ohio, because he was too drunk to realize that he. Googled the wrong place. 
Good times. And 26, they're at both Kansas and Illinois. I promise. So two non-SEC road games for them. Then they go to San Diego State. In 2029, they're at Northern Illinois. In 2030, they're at North Texas. In 2031, they're at Florida Atlantic. And then in 2032, it's back to having two non-conference road games again. What are they doing? I don't know. So, let's see. Ole Miss plays four or five at home to start the season. So it's home, home, road, home, home. Uh, Mississippi State plays three of four to start the year at home. Missouri has four straight games at home to start the season. Oklahoma has four at home to start the year. South Carolina, three out of four. Tennessee, only two in the month of September at home. Chattanooga and Kent State. They go to Charlotte to take on NC State, and they go to OU, go to Norman. They've got two home games in October and three in November. Texas is at home for four of the first five weeks. A&M's at home three of the first four. Hmm. There's, I mean, there's a lot here to unpack with the, uh, and and we've unpacked a lot of it with the uh, the schedule. Yeah, the the most difficult stretch thing is very interesting to me. Like you look at Florida's final five games. You said it on the call this morning. It's possible that's the toughest stretch of games in college football history. It is very possible that that is the case. Yeah, and I say we picked that up for the college football fix for the for the five o'clock hour. We'll look at that most difficult stretch for each of the. Uh, each of the schools in the SEC, because everybody's got one. I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, so yes, you you referenced Florida just a second ago. Their final five games are cocktail party in Jacksonville, at Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, at Florida State. There's a real chance that all of those teams are in the top 15. Borky, there's a chance that all five of those teams are in the top ten. Yep. Georgia could be top five. Texas could be top five. LSU could be top ten, probably. They certainly could. Ole Miss certainly could be top ten. Florida State could be top ten. Whew. Goodness. I mean... We're not even done with this year yet. Can you ever remember a year? Maybe this is the maybe this is the whole Oklahoma Texas thing. Maybe it's the SEC kind of stealing a news cycle in the middle of a relatively slow week. I heard a lot of people debating why. Why are they doing a bowl announcement show? Because people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. They get a little bit of a lull right before the bowl games start. Hadn't gotten to conference basketball play yet. Stole a news cycle. And look, there's plenty of other stuff going on to talk about as well. One of those things was basketball in Starkville last night where, hey, Dad, they don't put pictures in the box score. A win is a win is a win. But yeah. it looked to me like like Mississippi State borrowed a play that I watched Oxford High School run. And this is not a knock. I thought it was the coolest way to start a basketball game. Oxford used to, off the opening tip, 
run like a two-screen back cut lob for a dunk and, and try to kind of get the crowd into it, like right out of the gate off the opening tip. If you scouted them, you knew they were going to do that, and some teams defended it, but most didn't. And it worked a lot of times. That looked like the play that Mississippi State ran, trailing 81-80 to 80 with 28 seconds left. Got like a stagger screen, clear out, guy slips around through the back door, throw a lob up for a dunk. Worked, and they got the win, and they, they, they were on the verge of blowing it again. You know, they were up uh, 18 points in the second half, were in complete control of the game, and then give up a 15 to nothing run. Couldn't get a stop, couldn't get a bucket. Uh, actually go down late in the game with a minute and a half, I think, to go. Uh, but were able to at least you know claw out a victory. That would have been another really rough spot. That would have been enough that I would I would start looking at this team going, are they gonna are they gonna survive until Tolu Smith gets back? As it is, not only do they survive. They get the good news that Tolu Smith is going to begin practice tomorrow. Uh, practice with full contact. Um, I don't. They didn't give a target date, but state plays on New Year's. Uh, I believe it's New Year's Eve or, or New Year the thirtieth against Bethune Cookman. So I'm sort of I'm sort of keeping my eye on that game. I don't think he's back in time for the game on the twenty third against Rutgers, but possibly back for that final non conference game before SEC play starts. So 85-81 was the final last night. Mississippi State in the first half was 18 of 23 from the field. That is 78%. <laughs> Went 9 of 23 yeah. from behind. the. They shot 78% in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, second half, they shot 39%. They made 6 of 10 from 3 in the first half. Second half, 1 of 10. He didn't shoot it as well. And... Um, Allowed Murray State to uh, very much get back in it. State was up 53-41 at the half, outscored by eight in the second half, but they held on to get to eight and two. And that would have been a tough loss because Murray State was three and five coming into uh, Yeah, into this is here. not Ja Morant Murray State out there. This is uh, not a great team. Four and double figures last night for State. Shaq Moore had 16. Cam Matthews had 13. DJ Jeffries had 11. Josh Hubbard had 15. Uh, 15 points, and minutes were lighter last night for Hubbard. He only played 21 minutes. He's still not in the starting lineup. Does it feel like this is kind of the role that he's going to settle into? He's going to be the sixth man for State? Feels like it because you know that Rams Davis and Shaq Moore are probably going to be starters. So unless State wants to go with some smaller lineups, you know you know Cam Matthews and DJ Jeffries, and then when Tolu Smith comes back, that's your starting five. So yeah, I think he is. What, he's what in that six him? man. What'd you call Davis? Who? Rams Davis. Rams. Rams. Are y'all, is that like? I got. I, I, I got to do everything. Friend? I got to do everything on this show, huh? That's his nickname. That's what I, he goes I mean, I by. I understand that's a, nick, a nickname. I, I mean, mean, Neil Price calls him that on the broadcast. He's Rams Davis, is what he goes by. Okay. I just didn't know. Like, are y'all close? I've never spoken to him, but I know that's what everybody oh, but, calls him. But, but, but your nickname guy for somebody that you've never met. I didn't give him the nickname. It's his nickname. Okay. Everybody calls him that. I mean, Buki, it was, I'd be mean, like, it was. Sorry. 
I'm sorry that I have knowledge of the team that I'm supposed to cover on this show, but I do, and his name is Rams. I had I can never... also refer to uh to Tunk Bell and and Mook Matthews if you like. And of course, there's Shaq Moore. I, I went with Shaq. Tolu is a nickname too. Shaq yeah. is an abbreviation. To- Tolu's first name is Galen. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, we should start calling him Galen. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> Nobody wants to be called that. He might love that name. Uh, I think he'd go by family it. Name. Eh, maybe. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Mississippi continues. So we push this back a little bit in the week because there's not as much going on right now. We don't have as many lines with all the college football games. But it is time for us to peel our eyes back, take a wide look, open our nostrils, and get ready to see if we smell a fishy line. The Fishy Line of the Week is brought to you by PTG Outdoors. Don't forget about the Camus boats and the fact that PTG Outdoors is an authorized Mercury dealer and warranty center. And have they got a deal for you as we go toward the uh, the holiday season and toward the end of the year. If you are a fisherman or fisherwoman, a fisher person, if you like to fish, if you have a boat, I want to include everybody, hey, Dad. I just got hey, Dad, bit over laughing. Uh, you have uh, marine electronics <laughs> in your boat, and you are ready for an upgrade, then uh, PTG Outdoors will give you free standard installation on Garmin products brought, bought by them or bought through them through the end of the year. You don't have to have the new products installed by the end of the year, but you have to purchase them by the end of the year. So if you buy a new Garmin product, they will give you free standard insulation as long as you buy that product by the end of the year. Uh, great stuff. Don't forget they've got ATVs. Uh, they got side-by-sides. They've got a great shop. And if uh, if you've got repair issues on any of your existing stuff, they will uh, they will take care of you. PTG Outdoors locations in Greenville. And Grenada, visit them online at ptgoutdoors.com. That's ptgoutdoors.com. All right, time for the fishy line of the week. It's an obvious one. I know Rashid Shahid is back, and that's important. He opens up the passing game for the New Orleans Saints. They are a six-point favorite against possibly the hottest team in the NFL and the Italian, whatever they're calling him, Tommy DeVito coming into New Orleans. His family's serving cutlets on hoagies out in the parking lot of the Meadowlands or whatever it is. I mean, they are on fire. Defensively, they're good. He's playing well. The Saints are not, despite... You know what's so funny? The Saints played like crap last week, won by three touchdowns and an extra. (laughs) But that line doesn't make any sense to me with how the Saints are playing versus how the Giants are playing. 
Maybe that's a good sign for us, though. Well, I mean, DeVito is involved, maybe maybe as is Carmine Lupertazzi, who invented point shaving back in the day. Maybe. So, something to keep an eye on, you know. So the mafia. Says, we do not stop having the mafia in Providence. He says the Saints favored by six at home and a noon kickoff in the Dome on Sunday is fishy. Hey, Dad, what say you? I don't like it. I'm going to college. We got bowl games this weekend. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to pick up. You know, we think about bowl games, you know, who's going to show up, who really wants to be there, stuff like that. I like to look at matchups where you've got a big name against a not big name. And uh, I, I think I found one. Although it's not, you can't really say Boise State's not a big name. They've had their moment in college football. UCLA is a big name, though. And, uh, UCLA is a four and a half point favorite over Boise in the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, no, are we, are we no, about I think, to get a WTF? Wrong team. Nah, favored. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, like I just don't like UCLA at all. They're not any fun to watch. Chip Kelly. I, I, I don't think if he if he had lost to USC earlier this year, he might have already been canned. Uh. Yeah, give me give me the Broncos to, to win that one outright. Let's grab the money line on that one while we're at it. Ooh. Ooh. So I'll stay in the NFL. And we're gonna go to the afternoon time slot. It's gonna be cold. You might get some snur- uh, some snow flurries, little lake effect snow in Orchard Park, New York. The Dallas Cowboys are 10-3 and three on the year. Dak Prescott is having an MVP-like season. And the Buffalo Bills, who are 7-6 and six on the year, are favored in this game. Cowboys, a road underdog, two-point favorite, Buffalo. A little fishy smelling, just a little. Now, if I really wanted to explain it away, I could say the Cowboys are a much better home team than they are a road team. All three of their losses have come on the road this year. I could point to the fact that Buffalo is 5-2, and two, but I don't want to do any of that. We're not going to point to any of those things. We're just going to look at the overall records. Clearly, the better quarterback resides with the team that's got a star on the side of its helmet. You're going to tell me Dak Prescott is an underdog on the road? Forget about it. Cowboys, wrong team favored, fishy line of the week. Cowboys is an underdog in Orchard Park. I like it. I'm just being honest. I'm not sure I believe that. What do you think the pregame speech is going to be? Underdog. You've got ten wins on the season. And you're not even favored in this game, you bunch of bums. But you go out and show them who is America's team. No, I'm talking about the Buffalo pregame speech. Oh, I don't know. It's going to involve a table. You think he's going to uh, praise Jack the Ripper <laughs> this week? <laughs> you know, I want to tell you about a guy named Genghis Khan. <laughs> you might be related to him. <sighs> Have you ever heard of a man named Dahmer, Jeffrey? I right. want you to put yourself we, inside his head. Stop. We're piling what are you on doing? Go, calm down over there. No. He deserves to get piled on. He used 
the hijackers ago and he apologized and he said he made a mistake. It that's not a. I mean, there's a lot of mistakes you got to live with. Yeah, crediting the hijackers for their ingenuity, getting together and formulating a plot. Ingenuity. Yes, that's what he did. That's what he did. That's insane. Oh, I mean, Mike sent us a message from Columbus. He said, Dax sucks in the cold. But you know, I'm a state they, fan. They have Buffalo not been fan. good on the road. Yeah. I know. In other words, I'm a state fan and a Buffalo fan. Dak ain't winning this game. Allen is better. Sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Blasphemy. Okay. Well, anyway. Those are your uh, those are your fishy lines of the week. Brought to you by PTG Outdoors. Visit them online at ptgoutdoors.com. And uh, as you know, we're counting down the days to Christmas. Just eleven days. What ten shopping days remaining? Uh, check out PTG Outdoors. Either their website or stop by one of their locations in person. If the uh, the special someone in your life that is hard to buy for is an outdoorsman, PTG Outdoors can help. PTGoutdoors.com. They bring you the fishy line of the week. You know, it says Bill's really. I misspoke. Been that great. I'm sorry. I misspoke. I I, I misread this uh, thing here. Uh, UCLA, Boise State is the LA Bowl, not the New Mexico Bowl. Okay. So even though it is in LA, I'm still going to go with Boise. How many have we got this weekend? We have, uh, if I'm looking at this right, we have uh, six on Sunday, on Saturday. All right, so it gets Starting started at 10 a.m. Yes. With the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Myrtle Beach, Georgia Southern and Ohio. Mm-hmm. You get the uh, the Celebration Bowl with Howard and FAMU. The RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State and Louisiana. So almost went with that one, but it's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. I was like, yeah. Did the I think Jacksonville State will win that game outright. Did, did he say some disparaging things about Shreveport when he was asked about, hey, you've played in this bowl game a bunch in the last few years? I, I, I think I can't I saw imagine that. anybody from the city of Lafayette would say anything disparaging about any other city in Louisiana. Great people down there. Oh, I think Richard's on to something. In a press conference days away from his oh, team's goodness. appearance, this is KPL, KPEL 965 for the credit. Yeah. Um, Michael DeZormo made some comments that are being interpreted as a shot at the city of Shreveport. Uh, when asked if fans were bored with the multiple appearances in the New Orleans Bowl, he responded with, if any of our bored fans went to Shreveport last year, they'll be happy to have their rear ends in the Superdome this year, okay? Okay. I mean... Independence Bowl Stadium with some special moments. Yeah, it's one of those things, though. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe the people of Lafayette would criticize another area. That's just hard to hard to fathom. But I mean, such great people. Where, where would you rather travel? It's not like he was being disparaging. It's like, hey, if you went to Shreveport, you should be happy about getting to go to New Orleans because New Orleans is greater than Shreveport. I mean, who would argue against that? Donkey Parkins. Well, he's wrong. <laughs> As I was saying, some special moments for the uh, state of Mississippi in Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah? For, for as long as I live, 
that will be the place where I ring in Y2K. On the, on the interstate in Shreveport, Louisiana, on the way back to the hotel, it's party like it's 1999, 2000. Hey, the world didn't come to an end. Great. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Or the fields we go. Ceasefire text line. Clown hits us up. Said uh, Les Binkley hit a field goal to beat Oklahoma that night, if I remember correctly, Richard. Uh, you do remember correctly, and that was when we got the infamous post-game Les Binkley quote. He was asked about how much pressure he felt in uh, trying to deliver the game-winning kick. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he was like, I don't know, man, no pressure. There are like 30 million people in China that don't even know this game's going on. It was something along those lines. I, 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 it, I just, you know, Les Binkley. Kickers are people, too. Two straight years with Mississippi teams there and delivering crazy good games because the next year was the snowball. Well, that's what I was going to say. We ran out of time before I mentioned that when I was kind of making the joke about good times for the state of Mississippi in, uh, in Shreveport. Mm. I mean, that was legendary. Would, would spawn a commemorative uniform one day. Who, who knew that would happen? What? Yeah. Yeah, that was great. A commemorative uniform. Didn't the state the game was awesome, though. against uh, A&M a few yes, times? Yes, and it was, yes, yes. And they got their, you know what, handed to them in that game. Did A&M participate uh, in the uniform throwback thing? Or was that? I uh, know, but they participated in beating State up and down the field with old Johnny Manziel there. So, uh, hey, speaking but of not Mississippi that State, night in Shreveport. Not that night in Shreveport. No. Were Shout out to Wayne Mackin. I was not. I was in the state of Louisiana, though. I was in New Orleans. You didn't go to the snow down there for New Year's. Nah, I didn't go. Hey. I don't. I haven't been to a lot of states' bowl games for whatever really? reason. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, hey, speaking of Mississippi State, let's do a giveaway here. I've got a couple of tickets to give away to the Mississippi State North Texas game being played in Tupelo at the Cadence Bank Center on Sunday at 3 p.m. We'll make it really easy for you guys. If you know no trivia question, nothing like that. Uh, just first, uh, let's see, the 10th the person. Is that good, Borky? You good with 10? You're the one arranging this. Well, I mean, I'm I'm willing to work with you. I'm not I'm not like some people here. I work with you guys, and you know, is ten an acceptable number? It's not overkill. That's what about two thirty three? Two thirty three is too much. So ten is fine. Tenth person to text Hail State to uh, to Borky six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five on the C Spire text line. I got a couple of tickets for you. I'll leave them at will call under your name. Uh, so you just have to go by and pick them up. And uh, there you go. And they're free. 10th person. They are free of charge. Very good. Very good. You got to spell Hale State right, correct? I don't want Mike and Oxford trying to give me any, any crap here. Okay. Come on. I mean, somebody text, please. Don't, you don't act like texts wants... aren't coming in. 
Don't act for one second of your life. So these are free. There are no proceeds to distribute, just free tickets given away. Be great. Correct. They are free tickets. Good. That's for the game yes. at Tupelo on uh, the, on the, on this weekend. Sunday. 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 Yes. All right. We have plus a I'll, be, I'll be there. You can come by and say hello. So do they have their name on there or or which one is it? Cody. Cody. Cody, text Cody. me your last name in there, and I'll get I'll get those uh, tickets for you. Yeah, send us your last name, your social security number, your home address, bank account information, <laughs> your well, first pet's you. name, yeah, uh, your high school mascot, things of that nature. Mom's maiden name, just basic yeah. information yeah. that we'll do nothing with. Yeah, if you have a credit card that's not uh, maxed out, if you could send us the sixteen-digit code on the front of it, the three-digit security code, your zip code, and the expiration date as well. Oh, the tickets are free, though. There you go. <laughs> Everything else, though. Everything else. Should be easy for Cody. He's already in Tupelo and will be able to go to the uh, go to Yeah, so perfect. Enjoy. Perfect. Enjoy. Very uh, very good. And then if, if you missed out today, if you listen to tomorrow's Thunder and Lightning podcast, you can win two more tickets. Absolutely free. Tomorrow, uh, Tomorrow's challenge, though, has a little, little pizzazz to it. So make sure you tune into the Thunder and Lightning podcast to find out how you can win. Pizzazz. How, how are you going to do well, that? Cachet. It's recorded. What do you mean? I mean? Don't you have to have it live to be able to give <laughs> tickets away? No. So how are you doing it? With some pizzazz. Tweet <laughs> There's this thing called Twitter. They're going to take advantage of it. Oh, and you, you kind of live on Twitter anyway, so... There you go. Gotta be honest, you kind of oversold the yeah. pizzazz part kinda, of that. Kind of like you live at Jay Nielsen's. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Where? Isn't that what the name of the place on the square? They sell suits and stuff. Isn't it Jay Nielsen's? Well, it's 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 Nelson's. The <laughs> whatever the store doesn't matter. The, the banner says J E Nelson. Um, I, I was close enough. Yeah, yeah. South's oldest department store. Right. That or you know Belt Ford. You live at one of those two places. One of those two places. Sports Talk Mississippi right. with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and Super. <laughs> what are we doing today? Good grief. Having fun. It's We're December fun. 14th. We're having a good time. What are we doing? We got more coming up with you after this. Five o'clock hour, college football fix. We'll look at the most difficult stretch on every schedule in the SEC when we come back. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. There's a choir outside of my house singing Silent Night. Better not be a Britney little house. thing that's gone wrong. <laughs> Christmas makes it right. You know, there are people in the world that think that that is real. Well, I mean, we're not the ones that close the door in their face. See, again, there are people in the world that think that that is real. We're not the ones that came on a radio show talking to the entire state of Mississippi complaining about carolers. Again, that wasn't what it was. Okay. It wasn't at all Michael what it Borky, was. revisionist history. I love it. It wasn't what I it was. I love it. 
This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Just kind of hanging out with you on this uh, Thursday afternoon, the 14th of December. We are 11 days until Christmas. Hey, Dad, Christmas shopping and planning done. You're a big planner. Is it done? Complete? Uh, Everything's complete. I'm just waiting on it to be shipped. I got like one package left to be shipped, I think. Okay. But for the most part, I'm done. So. What are you I still have to go buy the food. Well, I can't say on air. You never know. <laughs> just kidding. Stop. Yeah. I still have to buy what I'm cooking uh, next week. So, or for Christmas Day, I should say. We have not talked about a menu. Oh, I I know what I'm doing. Are you um, prime rib? Really? Yeah. Oven or grill? We're going to do it on the grill. Nice. We'll smoke to it. There you go. Prime rib, roast potatoes, some other vegetable. I don't know. Do, do you do indirect heat for your prime rib? And like kind of kind of low yeah. and slow it? Yeah, you got to. You can't, what you got to do is put it over the grill. You can't grill <laughs> like a steak. Just throw it on the grill and let her go. <laughs> that good, That good Cajun style, black on the outside, raw in the middle. Let's go. Nice. I'm gonna buy some uh, for my roast potatoes. I'm gonna go. They they sell that Wagyu beef tallow at Academy Sports. I'm gonna get a, a jar of that and let the potatoes fry in that. Okay. So, Sounds good, Borhi. What are you doing? It's Christmas. Christmas. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll be in South Carolina, and so it's, uh, it's, it's going to be somebody else's responsibility. It's up to, to my cook. old man. I, I mean, he he loves prime rib. Usually does that. That's what it's going to be. It's just uh, we'll, we'll just get to sit and, and let the other people do it and have bourbon and eggnog and really enjoy the night. Is that a Christmas Eve or a Christmas Day? So that will be Eve. Okay, that will be Eve, and I'll return to Mississippi Christmas Day. There you go. Very good. Yeah. Planning on I, so I think I'm going to the New Orleans and the Pelicans game the day after Christmas too. Merry Christmas to me. I am gifting myself a uh, opportunity to go watch some basketball. So everything else like is going to be Wally related. Very very cool. Um, will we don't do prime rib or we have it. I'm not saying we won't or we shouldn't. We usually do a, a beef. I never have. Though, instead. Yeah. So we did a pork roast so last good, year. Man. We did a ham the year before that. So. Yeah. My guess is that Christmas Day we'll do a beef tenderloin. And and it's not my favorite to do it in the oven, but they just cook really, really well in the oven. They do. It's just easy. It's it's really easy, and you can make sure that you get it to exactly the right temperature. And as long as you, as long as you marinate it, I mean, yeah. it, it turns out great. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be the. Uh, you can always take it outside to the to the griddle for like a quick, you know, sear just to get a little crust on there. That's not a bad idea. Huh. Just when when it comes, take it out of the oven just a little bit before it's done, and then go. Yeah, yeah. You do anything to it before you throw it on the griddle? I would. I mean, just put a little oil down. That's it. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Uh, certainly we'll, uh, we'll consider that. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Coming to you as always from the Pearl River Resort Studio. Dance and grab at golf. Man, if you are, like, if you are a golfer, this week has been great. 
temperatures in the in the afternoon in the 60s, get out and check out the Oaks or the Azaleas. Two 18-hole championship courses, part of Pearl River Resort. You can book your tee time. Plan your trip online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. Connect and protect is the plan for, for you and for your kids at Seaspire. It's the device that your kids want and the protection that you know they need. Learn more at cspire.com. Seaspire, customer inspired. Let's jump into the college football fix. College football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. The holiday sales event is going on. That means savings on all of your favorite Ford vehicles. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. I said we'd go into that most difficult stretch. Let's hold off on that for a second. Let's talk portal. Um, we'll start with Mississippi State. Bulldogs have their quarterback in Blake Shapin, the transfer from Baylor. They added a defensive lineman from North Carolina earlier this week, Kedrick Bingley-Jones. And then today uh, it becomes official that Mississippi State has added an offensive lineman and uh, certainly need to add some of those pieces. Ethan Miner from North Texas, Kingswood Oxford School. He's originally from West Hartford, Connecticut. He's been in Denton, Texas the last couple of years in the middle of that uh, offensive line for the mean green of North Texas, graded pretty highly as well. Hey, Dad, this uh, this feels like an important pickup for State. Yeah, they, they, they needed somebody to anchor the middle of that line with Cole Smith, uh, you know, finally moving on. Uh, they, I mean, they need a few linemen, and then they've got some coming in this weekend, but Miner gives them a little bit of a head start on that. A uh, guy that, you know, they felt like they could get in. They had him here last week for a visit. Uh, obviously had the connection with John Cooper, Mississippi State's new tight ends coach, who was the offensive line coach last year at North Texas. Uh, so, yeah, you got the center, you got the uh, the quarterback. Now you can make the snap and take the snap. Let's see if anybody's there to hand it off or throw it to. Pro Football Focus graded Cole or Ethan Miner out at 82.3. That was the second highest grade for a center in college football this year. So this was a guy that a lot of people in the portal wanted. And uh, a nice pickup for Jeff Levy in Mississippi State. And uh, still got a lot of pieces to add, right? I mean, that's and it's going to continue. Yeah. And so. they've got a lot of people coming in this weekend for that for that reason. And the the portal stuff after this weekend is going to slow down some. The, the, publicly. The, publicly, anyway. Uh, they, like, they can't do visits and stuff. Of course, recruiting can still happen. So, like, if by Friday of next week, you're distracted from Christmas wondering why hasn't state filled up their portal class yet it's because they're they're not they're not going to it's a, a slow period that'll pick up again um, after Christmas okay you think state pushes to to try and get some official commitments this weekend hey Dad, with a bunch of guys coming in I don't know that even pushing is the right word. I think they'll just get some commitments this weekend. I feel like they've got enough guys coming in that at least one or two are going to pull the trigger for, for Mississippi State. You know, when you look at the the, the 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 transfer class they're bringing in, they're bringing in some JUCO guys as well. A couple of committed guys, uh, to a couple of high school and, and JUCO guys that are committed to other programs that are, I guess you could say, are flip targets here for Mississippi State. Um yeah, I would I would fully expect at least a couple of commitments from this weekend. Who are the flip targets? Uh, let me get the name straight here. Just make sure I have them right. Uh, I know that uh, four-star tight end Kylan Fox, he's currently committed to Central Florida, is supposed to visit State this weekend. 
Um, a defensive back who is currently committed to Florida Atlantic. Mississippi State just hired Florida Atlantic's uh, uh, cornerbacks coach to be their cornerbacks coach. Elijah Cannon is his name. And then uh, possibly uh, JUCO linebacker, Northeast Mississippi Community College, Keaton Thompson. He committed to Baylor last weekend, but is going to visit Mississippi State this weekend. So State is hopeful they can they can get him to flip uh, this weekend. So on the Ole Miss side of things, there are names that people seem to be hitting refresh on their computers and Twitter accounts every 30 seconds waiting to see. And uh, I, I don't think it's panic time on, on these. Walter Dolan, nobody has been talked about more than the defensive lineman from uh, from Texas A&M. Supposedly, he was arriving for his visit at Ole Miss today. Uh, Ole Miss, I think, I, I'm told, found it to be a, a good sign that he didn't shut things down after visiting Oregon last week. So so he oh, visits yeah. Oregon and says, still going to take the other visits, and so I'm told that everybody at Ole Miss believes they are in it. Uh, being in it is not the same thing as getting a commitment and getting a deal done, but uh, they are very much still alive. In addition, um, the defensive end from Tennessee, Tyler Barron, and a defensive back from uh, Tennessee as well, Tamarian McDonald, are both either on campus or expected to be on campus very soon. Um, I think that defensive end is somebody that Ole Miss is absolutely interested in. Yeah, and got uh, Key Lawrence committed today. That's been like a week worth of waiting on that one, the versatile defensive back slash safety from Oklahoma. Highly productive player. Didn't start every game this year, but but played a, a whole lot for them. I think eight starts this season. Either way, uh, got him as well. As part of that strategy that they have shifted to, veteran experienced guys they're going after in the portal with a lot of football and a lot of film. They're not taking flyers on risks as much anymore. Yeah. We'll take a time out. We'll pick it back up when we come up, uh, come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Take the friggin' wax out of your head. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. Sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Good to be with you this afternoon. Just kind of finishing up the uh, the portal conversation from uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, talking about visitors for Ole Miss and a guy that they have already visited with and yet are still kind of waiting on official word. Uh, Borky, this is, this is your guy, Princely You. Ooh, man, me Ellen. Ooh, man, me Ellen. I think. Okay, that's what that's what it's you're going wise with. Anyway. Way. Never mind. I um, everything I hear there is there's nothing to worry about. Like if you're an Ole Miss fan, like just just calm down. Just because you see a a, a shark emoji from Pete Golding or a big eye emoji from the the Grove Collective Twitter account or Lane Kiffin saying that they're going fishing or or whatever. 
that doesn't mean that it's like immediate. Like you get that and then you immediately like, where's the graphic? Where's the graphic to make it official? Um, I think they feel good about that. But, uh, they've also kind of used some strategy with some of these announcements as well. Oh yeah. They're extending out the news cycle. Not just like, Hey, these six guys, it's kind of, I don't know if it's momentum or whatever they're trying to do. Doing but, it uh, with returning players as well, yeah, including the quarterback. Oh, and and uh, tonight you get the uh, the running back announcement. The the kid in Texas, Kwan Lacy. Yeah. All the national recruiting predictors think that he's going to end up at Ole Miss. Uh, all those same people think that they're going to get a flip from the uh, Pine Belt area quarterback from A and M to Ole Miss. I mean. It, you know, we, we got an angry text the other day about talking about Ole Miss and, and momentum and stuff, and it's too much. I mean, but it's real. I, I mean, you you can't ignore the recruiting momentum that they have amassed. It is, I mean, in an era where you you're losing players left and right. Now, of course, it can still happen. There's another portal window coming. There's obviously a chance that they lose an impact player to the transfer portal. Everybody else is, but to this point. They've retained everybody they've wanted to retain. I mean, Jared Ivey could have hit the portal, gotten a big payday. Of course, he's going to get paid by the Grove Collective as well. Also could have gone to the NFL, chose to stay. Pegues, Priestcorn, Harris, all these all these people. So they're, they're retaining, so far, the guys they want to retain. The, the transfer portal, so far, I mean, they get the number one linebacker in the portal. They get a safety from Indiana who had 85 tackles this year. I mean, they're just they're they're getting and addressing positions of needs. They they get an offensive lineman and they need interior offensive lineman who started 37 Division One college football games in his life. Things are it's going really well for them. If they get Uman Mielin and one of the two other defensive linemen that are visiting this weekend, they'll start. A defensive line that maybe across the board in terms of talent and experience they've ever had? It's possible. So you can't ignore it. There is a metric ton of momentum in Oxford right now surrounding the football program, and it's impossible to ignore. And Lane Kiffin is hopping on that private jet. God bless who's ever paying the gas bill on that thing. And, I mean, he's in eight different cities every single day. Portal kids, high school kids. He didn't do this after the season the first couple of years at Ole Miss. Things are, they feel different with that program right now. There's no there's no denying it. If you're denying it, you're blinding yourself intentionally. Yeah, it's been, it's been a busy stretch. And I, I, I was talking with somebody the other day, and... I can't remember if somebody asked me. I think if somebody asked me, you know, oh, Borky, you asked the question. You you asked it on the show. You know, has there been a time where you felt there was more momentum at the end of a season? Did you ask that question, or am I making that up? Uh, so I I asked you uh, not on here that has in your lifetime, Ole Miss football in December ever felt like it does this December. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean, there obviously have been some moments where the season ended well and people were excited about a bowl game. That, to me, though, the thing that's different is it's like there there are two avenues of excitement, right? There are people that are excited about the Peach Bowl, 
and, and not people are excited about one but not the other, but it's like, okay, New Year's Six game against Penn State, that's coming up, and all of this recruiting slash portal stuff is happening right now, and people are looking to next year. And, and kind of like just under the surface is like, Ole Miss really needs to win this game against Penn State. You're talking about all of the off-field momentum. You can really feel good if you get to 11 wins. So we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out. All right, let's go to the let's go to that master schedule for the uh, for the SEC again. We were talking about it earlier in the show today, and take a look. Most difficult stretch, and we, we already talked about Florida. I mean, we, we were talking about a three game stretch for for Florida. It's a five game stretch. It's the five finishing games of the year starting on November second. Georgia in the cocktail party in Jacksonville. Texas in Austin, LSU in Gainesville, Ole Miss in Gainesville, and then Florida State in Tallahassee. I I said to you guys earlier today, that might be the single most difficult stretch of games in the history of college football in the regular season. Now, could that be a prisoner prisoner of the moment take? Yeah. Recency bias, hyperbole, I, I guess... But there is a chance that all five of those teams are top ten. I would say there's a likelihood that all five of them are top twenty-five, and and maybe top fifteen is kind of where it settles. I I don't know. I, I mean, just an absolute murderer's row for a team that we have no idea what kind of shape they're going to be in when they get to the start of November. Because the season begins for Florida with Miami. They got A&M in week three, a road trip to Starkville in week four. They play UCF, Tennessee, and Kentucky in the middle of the season. The Tennessee game is in Knoxville. This is a really, really hard schedule next year for the Florida Gators. But let's go back up to the top. Alabama. What's the what's the three-game stretch that's most difficult on Alabama's schedule? As always, of course, it's it's difficult to say with Alabama because it's Alabama, you know. It's 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 difficult to to sit there and go, oh yeah, it's going to be tough for Alabama to beat. They're, they're going to be favored in what probably eleven or twelve games. I don't know about the Georgia game. So the the real answer because I mean they play Georgia, but then they follow it up with Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Right. And that's before a bye week when they play George. So I guess it's the last three or four. Obviously, Mercer is not an issue, but at LSU, at Oklahoma, and then Auburn. It's the last, it's three of your last four games. I, I actually think I would slide a little bit earlier than that. I'd, I'd go back to October. Now, there's an open date mixed in there, but in terms of three opponents in a row, at Tennessee, mm-hmm. home for Missouri, at LSU. Yeah. <sighs> Just feel like they'll be a double-digit favorite over Tennessee, and we'll see about Missouri. Yeah, but I mean that LSU game is never—it's it's never a slam dunk. What about for Arkansas? Uh, it starts uh, week one and it ends week uh, thirteen. <laughs> and yet we're looking to isolate it to three. Uh, gosh. Auburn, A and M, Tennessee. Yeah, 
Because the I mean, locations on there's those. a real there's a real chance that Pittman doesn't coach against LSU on the 19th of October. You love predicting that after the open date firing. I love the, I'm never right, but I love predicting it. For Auburn, do you have to start on September 21st and go Arkansas, Oklahoma? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you give them the open date in there. September 28th, Oklahoma. October 5th, Georgia. October 19th, Missouri. To me, that's the stretch for Auburn where you're like, holy cow, right yeah. in the middle of the season. Agree. Oklahoma, Georgia, yeah. Missouri, consecutive opponents. Yeah. Two of those on the road, too. We, we talked about Florida. What about for Georgia? <laughs> so brutal for Georgia. For Florida, I mean. Uh, Georgia. Um, it's a four-game stretch. Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Texas. Two of those on the road. I, think, I don't know, though. Florida, Ole Miss, Tennessee isn't easy either. Or if you want to include the open date and you went Texas, Florida, Ole Miss. Yeah, you could do that. Might be the right answer then, yeah. Because Texas is on the road, Florida's in Jacksonville, rivalry game, and then Ole Miss is in Oxford. All three of those away from Athens. We'll pick it up with yeah. Kentucky when we come back. So we work our way through the SEC schedule grid. Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Thursday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hang all the mistletoe, I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas, and as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. Brian asking on the ceasefire text line if the schools fly these possible commits in or how does that work and do head coaches have private jets to bring them in? Um, both. For official visitors, schools pay all the expenses, whether it's flights or uh, reimbursement for mileage if they drive in and then all their meals and hotels and everything while they're, they're on campus. Um, there's a what's the the time window? Is it 48 hours, hey, Dad? Or I don't think it's 72. It's not three full days. Maybe it's 60 hours. I I can't remember exactly how long. But usually it's like a come in on a Friday and leave on a Sunday thing. But that's gotten skewed a lot because you got a bunch of these portal guys that come in midweek as opposed to coming in on the the weekends. Um, But then on the other side of the thing, coaches that are traveling – around the country. I mean, you've seen pictures of Nick Saban and the Alabama Jet all over the place as he's kind of barnstorming and visiting um, mostly high school kids, maybe maybe some transfer portal guys, but Nick Saban's approach has been mostly with high school players. And, yeah, Lane Kiffin's flying all over the place. Try, try, and, and I'm sure Jeff Levy is doing some of that also. Um, it has not been the social media barrage that, uh, that Lane Kiffin's travels have been. Basically, no coach has the social media barrage of everywhere he goes, uh, like Lane Kiffin. There are a few that will put some stuff out there. So it's a, it's a combination of the of the two. So looking at Kentucky's schedule, it really lays out nicely for them. 
it, it's a bit of a yo-yo schedule for the Cats. So they start with Southern Miss at home. They get South Carolina at home. They get Georgia at home. Then they get Ohio at home. So four straight at home to start the year. Obviously, Georgia the most difficult opponent there. Got a road trip to Ole Miss. And then they go Vandy at home. They got to go to Florida. They get Auburn at home, go to Tennessee. It's hard for me to identify a three-game stretch and go, you know what, this is the most difficult stretch in the, in the schedule. There, there are two or three points where you go, okay, that's hard games back-to-back, but finding three in a row where it's like, wow, you don't really see that on Kentucky's schedule. When you look at their schedule, they, they should be 4-2 and two when they play Florida. Now, I think they'll beat Southern Miss, I think they'll beat South Carolina, I think they'll beat Ohio, and I think they'll beat Vanderbilt. They'll lose to Georgia and to, and to Ole Miss. So then that Florida-Auburn-Tennessee stretch is kind of what... So if you want to say it's super difficult, that's fine. That's where their season gets defined. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the point two of the and one in that have turned sideways recently. Yeah. So if they're 2-1 and one in there, and they're, they're sitting there at 6-3 and three with a game remaining against Murray State, then yeah, they, they can have a, a good season. But if they're 1-2 and two in there, then they're probably looking at 6-6 six and six or worse again. The win over Louisville this year was huge for Mark Stoops. Yeah, I mean, really, really. Wonder if that'll. Ha- I don't know if that'll happen again, though. I feel like that program's moving in the right direction. Louisville, not their basketball program, but their football program. <sighs> they got problems with hoops. Sometimes you just got to fire a guy. Then take it from me. Toughest stretch for LSU. What you got? Oh, goodness. It's got to be Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M, even though Arkansas is not a tough game. It is in Fayetteville. Arkansas has, Arkansas has played them well, even in the, the years where Arkansas hasn't been good. But yeah. uh, Ole Miss in Baton Rouge and then a trip to College Station, that, that, that's probably it for me. Now, the only thing I might say is A&M, Alabama, Florida. I feel like I'm giving Florida maybe more credit than they deserve, but that Florida-LSU mm-hmm. series has been so weird. There's an open yeah. date mixed in there. Um, yeah. Uh, for Ole Miss... It's an obvious one. It's easy. It's easy, yeah. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Georgia. Two of the three are at home. Yeah. The one that's the not two at tough home ones. Is, yeah, and the one that's not at home is a place that has been a house of horrors for Ole Miss. They they have not yeah. played well at Razorback Stadium in uh, in Fayetteville. We'll see if that changes this year. What is it for Mississippi State? I mean. But real quick, just, I'm just looking at Ole Miss's schedule. The LSU game in Baton Rouge is obviously very tricky. Yeah. But if L- Ole Miss is 7-0 or when they play Oklahoma, I'm just going to tell you, we need to be on location on Friday. You you need to make that one happen. Mm-hmm. We need to be va- broadcasting outside of Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. I'll have to try and adjust my wherever I have to go plans that week. Yeah, you, you're going to have to do that. You, you're, that's the week you need to call in sick. You're like, I like money and all, but uh, this game. Not 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 feeling great. Yeah. Um, that, I was telling you guys earlier today, uh, got a text from a friend who has got ties to Oklahoma, and he's got a bunch of buddies like a bunch of people that are coming into town that weekend. It was like, hey, it was group text. He's like, if any of you know of any places that are available, I got buddies that are ready to put down deposits right now. <laughs> like, that's in October. Yeah. We're we're in December, but kind of thinking that far ahead. So I think that'll that'll be a cool atmosphere. What you got for state? 
Uh, I think it's you know it, it includes Georgia. It's easy, but it's, it's Georgia, easy. Texas A and M, Arkansas. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm leaving the open date in there and saying it's Texas, Georgia, Texas A and M. Well, I, I tell you why. I, that's definitely the toughest. I, 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 I'm looking at this the wrong way. You're correct. That is the toughest stretch. Texas. You could even go. You could go either way. You go Florida on the front end of that, or Texas A and M on the back end of that. But yes, Texas, Georgia is there. I'm just looking at that Georgia, Texas A and M, Arkansas stretch and saying that's where state season gets defined. They'll lose to Georgia, but can they find? And I think they can beat Arkansas. Can they find a way to beat Texas A and M? Yeah. Are Florida and Arkansas the two most important games on Mississippi State's schedule next year? Yeah, that, that's the difference between whatever and six and six. Because I think State can get the four non-conference games. I think they can. The Arizona State game is tricky. But if they do get those, they need to find two conference wins. Those are your best two opportunities. They're at home. There are teams that, like you, did not make a bowl game this past year. Neither one of them are particularly going to be great next year. Those are your best chances to get conference wins. Oklahoma, most difficult stretch of games. Do you go Tennessee, Auburn, Texas? It's the open date. But or, or do you go Texas, South Carolina, Ole Miss? I, I, South Carolina is just not that difficult, I don't think. Maine being but Texas and Ole Miss. Maine being there ruins this, but having to go to Oxford and then two weeks later go to Columbia, Missouri is tough. Tough. Yeah. What about Missouri open date, Alabama, LSU? What if it's the O? There it is. Oh, I skipped Missouri, didn't I? There yeah, it but is. we'll come back to them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it, the last three? Ooh. Yes, it is the last three. It's Missouri, Alabama, LSU to close out the season. And two, two of those on the road, road. Yeah. 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 Oklahoma at LSU the last weekend of the year in Tiger Stadium. Just, just fantastic. Just crack open a bottle of champagne. Is Oklahoma LSU a permanent? What, I don't know. What, what, don't know. what did we even decide on the permanents? Is it just one? They haven't. This this year it just feels like it's just one, right? It is just well, one. I, I, no, it's just one. It feels like it's just one, but I mean, Ole Miss got LSU as well, right? But they, they announced the rotation, that's and right. it is one plus right. seven, and that's right. Yeah. So we'll see. I was just thinking, Oklahoma LSU could kind of turn into a thing. Oh, for if, sure. If, if they play that game at the end of the year, that that could turn into mm-hmm. a into a into a real rivalry. We we miss. I agree. Yeah. Is it Alabama? It's, Oklahoma, it's, there's an open day to get. No, I was going to go Auburn, Alabama, Oklahoma. Okay. You think two of those are at home? Difficult opponent than South Carolina. I do. Okay. What is I assume Auburn will get a quarterback at some point. Ooh. Right in the middle. Ole Miss, Alabama, Oklahoma. Ooh. That is a brutal three-game stretch. Goodness. That is home road road. They get Ole Miss at home Ooh. coming off of an open date, and then they get Alabama in Tuscaloosa, and they go to Norman, Oklahoma. October 5th. And that's sandwiched 12th, around their 19th. two bye weeks. Their bye week is before Ole Miss and after Oklahoma. Yeah. Rest up. Yeah. It's former Mississippi State head football coach Shane Beamer with that tough road there. That's right. 
Ole Miss and it's the same stretch, I guess, for Tennessee, right? It's the same. Is it? No, I guess not. I don't know. Arkansas, Florida, Alabama is not super tough. It's it's tougher with you say Kentucky, Mississippi State, Georgia for Tennessee. Ole Miss has two opponents that they'll be playing coming off of open dates. LSU's coming off an open date, and South Carolina is as well. Alabama has like four open dates, including Georgia and LSU. Yeah, <laughs> Alabama plays Georgia before their their uh, after their open date. They both have an open date for that one. And then I think they also have uh, like two more, two or three more that are coming off open dates, including LSU. It's not. Uh, I'm sure Nick Saban right. won't be pleased about that. No. Uh, let's knock these last three out real quick. Ten, uh, we're not going to have time to do that here. Um, we'll look at the last four actually. When we three more. We'll finish it up. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studio. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. What's up, Mississippi is brought to you in part by M-Trade Park in Oxford. Find them online at mtradepark.com. December, January, kind of quiet months at M-Trade, but in February things get rolling again with the return of youth baseball, softball, and uh, soccer tournaments. Check out the full schedule of events on their website at mtradepark.com. Never too early to start planning your spring schedule. If you're going to play, play M-Trade, mtradepark.com. We need to give away a golf shirt. Let's uh, let's do that on the C Spire text line. Be the seventh person to text the word genteel, spell it correctly, genteel, to 601-879-4395. Did I say sixth or seventh? What did I say? You said seventh. Seventh. Seventh person on the C Spire text line to text genteel. We will, uh, we will give you a free golf shirt. Um, you will pick either an Ole Miss shirt, a Mississippi State shirt, or a Southern Miss shirt. I, spelling is an issue on this. General. We got general in there for one of them. We got a Hinteal in there mixed in. So one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, six. five, six. There it is. And is that it? Yep. Not Gentile. <laughs> All right, 202 number. Not Pharisee either. That's you know. the one, yeah. There you go. All right, so we've got a winner. 662. All right. I'm not going to read the number out on the air. Sorry, I was uh, I was just about to uh, do that. Hey, Dad, what's the most difficult stretch of games on the Tennessee schedule? I think we, we said before the break, I, I think I, I can't put Arkansas, Florida, Alabama. I feel like they'll, they'll be favored in two of those. Kentucky, Mississippi State, Georgia. Two of those are at home, but that, that's where I'm going to go. Okay. What about South Carolina? We did South Carolina, didn't we? Yeah, we did South Carolina. I'm sorry. I wasn't looking at the schedule. I was typing while I was doing yeah. that. Who's next? Texas. 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 Tejas. 
I can't. I, it, it, it's sandwiched here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the front end. Mississippi State, Oklahoma uh, by week, Oklahoma, Georgia. Okay. Keep it moving. All right, Texas A and M, Mississippi State, LSU. No, that's not it. They their schedule sets up really nice, Richard. I'll be honest with you. I. Maybe no. There's not a th- a three game stretch in here, Richard. There really isn't. You tell me. Notre Dame at home, McNeese at Florida, Bowling Green at home, Arkansas in the uh, the are in Arlington, Missouri by week, Mississippi State on the road, LSU at home, South Carolina on the road by week, New Mexico State at home at Auburn, and then Texas. <sighs> That, I mean, I guess I would go might Missouri, be the, Mississippi State, LSU. I mean, three straight conference games, one on the road. Yeah. You know, Missouri coming off a 10 or 11 win season, LSU coming off a 9 I guess or 10 win it. season. I, I, There's I a bye week in there, though. Yeah, yeah. there is. It, yeah. it sets up pretty nicely then, for them. And then Vandy. So I'm just trying, trying to see what Van, Vandy's going to be 2-2. Two and two. And they're going to be 3-4 and four at best. Ooh, you're just giving them a win over... Georgia State? I, I mean, I just said uh, at best. So I guess it's this Texas-Auburn-South Carolina stretch here. Two of those in Nashville. Texas going to Vanderbilt. What a sight to see that's going to be. Austin City Limits be at the Grand Old Opry. Let's go. A little bit of burnt orange that shows up in Nashville for that one. Might just be a touch. That that direct, Those direct flights for like can, three days on Southwest can, from Austin to Nashville will be crushed. Can they can they do Austin City Limits at the Grand Old Opry? Uh, I don't think, see why not. I mean, that would be fantastic. Doesn't it, that kind of defeat the purpose of Austin City Limits? Yeah, but still. <laughs> All right, if you say so. You say I don't so. know what you want from me? I'm trying to. I'm just trying to have a, a good time. I like it. So I like it. All right. All right. 2024 well, is going to be all for fun. me this week. Yeah, 2024 is going to be a fun foot. What are you doing tomorrow? Well, our Christmas party is Saturday, so I'm playing gopher for my wife tomorrow. I told her I would be home if she needs somebody to go run something and do something while she's baking. I'm home to take care oh, of Oh, that's her. right. She's in charge of the Christmas party, isn't she? That's right. That's right. I don't know. All I got to do is taste test, which is the best job in the world. Wh- which party is it that you're in charge of? All the our summer, Our end of summer cookout. Okay, you do the end of summer cookout, and then mm-hmm. you guys tag team on Thanksgiving and the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, enjoy your Friday off. Looks like the weather's going to be uh, spectacular. Borky and I'll just be hanging tomorrow. Yeah. Have fun we're with ta- that. We're, we're visiting with uh, with Gary Stoken tomorrow from the Peach That's Bowl. correct, 4 o'clock. Bruce Marshall tomorrow. Nice. Bruce! Who knows what else will hey, be Rich. happening tomorrow? Hey, Rich. All right, thanks for being with us this afternoon in the Pearl River Resort Studio. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. We'll be back with you tomorrow afternoon, just after 3 o'clock. Until then, enjoy your Thursday evening. Good night.
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.